0: Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster I and welcome along to the last spotlight of the year. Today we'll be finding out about a new film celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Manx Youth Band and 25 years of Manx Concert Brass and the deadlines for Young Actor of Man and the One Act Play Festival are looming. We have all the details for you and I'm really hoping we have time for a beautiful new song from the Les Shears Gry Charity EP 2. First this evening, we welcome Manx Youth Band conductor Ian Clegg and band chairman Philip Shimon, who are here to tell us about a new film, 50 Years of Music, commissioned to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the band. Now, I was lucky enough to see this premiered at the Manx last night of the proms, which just seemed like the perfect event for it.
1: It's turned out to be the highlight of the year, really, hasn't it? We always have a good crowd for last night of the proms, but this year particularly with... People having not been able to go out for so much of the year, and it, it, we had more or less a full house. Um, so, we had uh, a great audience and, and big numbers to show the, the film to as well, which was, was great for the band. You know, we love performing to uh, big audiences and enthusiastic audiences, and we, we certainly got both.
2: We actually streamed um, through um, Justin McMullen and ELS, streamed uh, last night at the proms for us. And I, uh, when we finished, I went up to get my stuff together and, you know, change change me out of my jacket and things like that. Uh, and I switched my mobile phone back on. So this is about 20 minutes, if that, after the end of the concert. And the phone rang immediately. And it was a gentleman called Gordon Russell, who was one of the first principal cornets for the youth band, who's now uh, in Canada. He's been working as a surgeon in Canada for many years, and he rang to say how much he enjoyed. And I thought, that's, you know, how brilliant is that? You know, and that's going way back to 50 years. Uh, and he actually played in the first concert under Jim. So we're actually stretching across not just the water, but continents. And that's, and that's really good.
0: Fantastic. Well, it was. And I understand that this film has been a long time coming. There's a big history to share. Tell us a bit about the early days
2: well but the band the band formed in nineteen seventy um and uh had its first concert in july nineteen seventy at the at the C terminal, where we did a lot of concerts and the bands um, were in the in the summer season every night sunday through till thursday the uh, The first concert was conducted by the late Jimmy Crosby who uh, um, then conducted the band for the rest of his life until he passed away in 81. I joined actually in the January of 1971, so I've been involved with the band 49 and a half years and not the 50. But um, uh, there are still one or two people on the island who actually played in that first concert who have come up to me and said they do remember that. Uh, and the band just carried on from strength to strength under Jimmy's guidance, as I say until he, he sadly passed away in 1981. Uh, and I was fortunate to be to be asked to, um, to to step in, and we've worked ever since that, growing it up, expanding its uh, horizons um, more than just say, shall we say, just a, um, a normal brass band in the sense that we're always willing to take part and experiment with different different areas. And um, from that grew Manx Concert Brass. Um, which is part of the organisation, but does a different um, approach to the music making. Uh, And it's not a senior youth band. We're still committed to um, helping young people learn to play uh, this great gift of music, and uh, obviously with brass and percussion. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that's one of the lovely things about the film. Um, It really captures the band's role in our Manx society, playing at different events, um, watching young people grow through music. Whose idea was it to capture this this special time, and um, and why Dark Avenue?
1: Well, I think the original concept came from the plans that the band had to go to the Lorient Festival uh, in 2020, and I believe that Dark Avenue had done some uh, work previously connected with Lorient, and with it being the youth band's 50th anniversary in 2020 as well, it was seen as a a really good opportunity for us not only to um, showcase us, in in and, and have some of the film being shown as they do uh, over there but having a, a a great sort of memento for us to celebrate the 50 years that we've had um so it, it certainly fitted lots of bills and um it's a shame we didn't get to lorion um we're still sort of waiting to to see whether we can get in 2021 but certainly it, we focus now on it being more of an anniversary film and um we're really, really pleased with it. I mean, it's, as you say, it's, it's focused on uh, the young people and the sort of um, the, the build-up of the band through... I mean, I'm, I'm one of the ones who, who was in a youth band who got to the stage where I was too old, really, for the youth band and, and together with a lot of my peers, um, we decided to stay together to play. And uh, and for Manx Concert Brass and, and you know we've been going 25 years now as well. So it's not only the 50th anniversary of the youth band, but it's the 25th anniversary of Concert Brass as well. Um, and during that time, um, we've had some great success in terms of competition in in, in the UK. Um, we've done lots of things over here as well. And the great thing about the organisation is, and I'm one of those people who um, I've got a child who plays in the youth band now um and we've played concerts together and and that's brilliant um but i'm not the only one there's there's a number of families within the organization who've been there for a number of years and and probably on second if not third generation of of players coming through into the youth band and i don't think you can put a price on that you know i talk about the youth band and, and its values and and how it helps young people grow through music and and, and into their personality and um it's often something you can't see, but I'm firm in my belief that it, it, it turns uh, people into good people and and gives them those sort of base values to to carry on through their lives. We've got a lot of very successful people within Concert Brass. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think the, the their upbringing within the band and and what that's given them is is a key factor in all of that.
0: What what instrument do you play?
1: I play euphonium, but um, and I'd, I'd love a new one. Is anyone out there who wants to um, sponsor us for some new instruments? That would be f- fantastic. But on a serious note, we are reliant on on donations and subscriptions. And I mean, to paint the picture, I think a new euphonium now would cost in the region of five or six thousand pounds. Would that be right? Here?
2: A little bit more, now, I think. Philip, for right. a, a, a decent one, um, uh, and and it's worthwhile investing in a decent one because they last. Mm. As I say, yours is a sovereign from thirty years ago, at yeah. least. Yeah.
0: Just as a as a final note, when you when you saw the final cut of this film telling the story of Manx Concert Brass and um, of the, the Manx youth band, um, how did it feel? What did, what, what, what did it bring up for you?
2: Well, for me, a lot of memories, especially seeing some of the um, the, 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 the players of the past um, that uh, obviously um, they've, they've come to me as young people and come to Jim as young people, as Philip did in 77, have grown up Through it, uh, and um, it's given me a lot of good memories. It's given me a lot of um, um, uh, just really nice feelings about what we're doing is right. And and, uh, and I also thought about at the time as well about all the work that Jimmy put in to get it going. and I'm glad that we've um, managed to keep it going and, in fact, develop it and improve it. And long, long, maybe we keep going. We've got a good organization, we've got a good bunch of people, and as Phil said, they've grown up together, they know the values. And they're passing those values on, and, and long may we be able to do it.
1: When I saw the film for the first time, I think it just r- serves to remind people who, who probably just take a few things for granted being around the band. But it reminds you of where we've come from. It reminds you of where we've got to, and um, I mean, you take the example of the fact that we've got our own premises now, and. You know, for as, as Sir Lawrence New said on, on the film, you know we were very nomadic. We were mm. pitching up in school halls and bringing everything in and taking it out at the end, and it all takes takes time and effort. Um, our uh, sort of headquarters now, um, we've purchased our own uh, place. Um, it's a fantastic um, asset for us in so many ways, and um, it's really important to have that home and uh, be able to uh, develop it as well because we've done a lot of work on it since we bought it as well but I think the overwhelming uh, part of the film for me was just just pride in being involved in the organisation that, that's given so much to so many people I mean, it's true, I'd I'd love to know how many people have come through the organisation over the years I mean, it, we could probably sit down and work it out but um, it'll be hundreds I would say Mm-hmm. and you know to think that we've had a hopefully a positive influence on so many people is is a source of great pride to us but
2: well, the thing about the film is it's great to look in the past but we've now going forward to the future and we always move forward i think the point is as as philip said it's it's, it's more than just the music and uh, i always say to 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 the young people um That's an empty chair. It doesn't make any noise. It needs you to be sat in doing something with it and with the rest of your colleagues. So the values are commitment and teamwork as well as individual progress. Those are values which um, we can all be looking onto our our, uh, electronic device and things like that, but you've got to balance it off. and, And making music is one of the finest things for development and developing your brain as well, as as you know, sir. It's well well been proven that if you can be playing and making music. So um, that's really what we're trying to achieve. And if we can do that, as Philip said, third generation, some of them nearly fourth generation for me. I've seen them coming up and and we've got grandchildren coming coming through now. And, And so... Um, that's what we intend to do. we we'll, we'll certainly publicize it, and as I say, if anybody's interested, we, um, we, we bring them open and then instruments are supplied, tuition supplied, um, and we've got a very good track record. Um, we've got uh, qualified teachers and, um, and which we have for, had, had for many years. so um, and I think uh, I think you know, we just want to carry on doing much of the same thing and contribute to the island's community. Spotlight brought to you by the Island Man Arts Council.
0: Now, if you're thinking of entering Young Actor of Man or the One Act Play Festival, you don't have too long left to do it. Jackie Hawkes and Michael Lees of the Manx Amateur Dramatic Society are here to tell us all about it. Now, Jackie, just how long do we have?
3: Well, for the Young Actor of Man, the closing date is the 10th of January. Gosh, So, you know, people will be wanting to prepare their pieces in advance of that or at least know what the selections are. Um, So that's why we need to remind people now. Absolutely. And for the
4: plays, we have extended it. Was going to be the sixteenth of December, I think, but we've extended it to the end of December Mm -hmm. because people are so involved in Christmas and parties and things that they forget about entry forms. (laughs)
5: Yeah,
0: and it's been such a crazy year that people have got so many things on their plates. Very sensible idea. So, um, looking at young actor of man first. who might be thinking about applying, and if somebody hears this and thinks oh i haven't I haven't come across this before who who's this aimed at who who might might we be wanting to hear
3: from well in in the first place, it's for thirteen up to nineteen year olds so we're really reaching out to anybody that thinks that they would like to perform or they have performed we're quite engaged in um the acting musical theater. So they don't have to be attending drama schools. We, we'd like anybody that would fancy a go at it to to enter. Um, and this year we have a theme of expectations. So it's quite that's quite an open theme, really. And in that they could do their own original work. They could sing. They could dance. They can act. But the adjudicators have stipulated that they would like to see two contrasting pieces yeah. under the theme of expectations. Sometimes it's so lovely to have a theme just
0: as a starting point because when you sometimes more options makes it even more confusing. Yes, doesn't indeed,
3: it yeah. It, it, yeah. it does, and then you know that's an umbrella for everybody, then, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sure. And who who will be adjudicating this year? So this year, because obviously we can't bring adjudicators over or we don't expect to be able to um, in March, Um, we have Olga Gray and Ben Heath, who are both very well-known actors, directors, lots of experience, and rather nice that there are two adjudicators as well. You know, they can bounce their different ideas. Fabulous. So um, entries for that
0: close on the 10th of January. Two very accomplished adjudicators. I think we've said before, this is a fantastic opportunity to get some professional level feedback whilst in a very comfortable, supportive environment, especially for people starting out.
3: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Both Olga and Ben have um, been involved in theatre for quite some time and also worked with young people themselves.
0: Fantastic opportunity. I can't wait to see um, this year's contestants, performers, and um, the Festival of One Act Plays as well. The The closing date, as you said, is the end of this month. Tell us about that process. Who would be looking to
4: apply to take part? Right. Well, I suppose the first thing I should say, Sarah, is how lucky we are on the Isle of Man to be able to have festivals and Young Actor of Man. All this sort of thing is gone in England for the moment. Uh, there are no festivals because, of course they can't rehearse and then they can't use the theatre. That's coming back slowly in the professional theatre, but it hasn't really come back in the amateur theatre. So we're very lucky in the Isle of Man that we're still able to have these festivals. So, uh, in case anybody sees any uh, advertising that says the entries close at the middle of December, I think the important message is, no, we've changed that to be the end of December, because we realise that people are involved with Christmas and parties and all sorts of things, and it's very easy to let the application go. So, it's the end of December, and and they get all that information on the MADFA website. They need an application form and they need to send it in with their details. Now, this competition is open to anybody, but you need to be part of a drama group. And that's not difficult, because all the drama groups have websites. So if you've got one in your area, whether it be the Legion players or the service players for Douglas area, and then there's Hog the Limelight, which is the south of the island. and There's lots of groups. So if they're, if they're interested, just go on the website. And they, if they get really stuck, then just get onto the Medford website, and they'll see how to contact somebody to find out details. Then once they've done that, the drama groups are very varied in what they put on. I mean, the one-act play festival is just so interesting because you never know what subject it's going to be. And groups tend to choose subjects that, shall I say, can be a bit edgy. So, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting for them and for the audience. They find it exciting as well, Absolutely, don't they, Jackie? Yes. Yeah. And it's at the Aeronaut Centre, which is a great venue because the difference between a small, intimate Atmosphere like the Errol Centre and the Gaiety is huge, so that you can get that really intimate atmosphere with your audience. You look more or less eyeball to eyeball, particularly with the front row of, of the audience. So that's really great. I I love that small venue. Uh, it's, it's really super, and you very often find that there are new plays. So somebody may have written a play from the Isle of Man, or it may be that they've found one in a, in a published play. But very often it's it's a hand you know written play from the Isle of Man, which is great too. So um, it's it's a great opportunity both for the audience to come along and see plays that they definitely wouldn't see anywhere else because Walnut plays are not done professionally uh, very very rarely, and so it's an opportunity to see plays they wouldn't normally see. Sometimes, you know, by authors like Noel Coward and uh, you know, and people well established, but also it's um, new writing very often. So that's great. So it's an opportunity for them to have a go.
0: There will be prizes for winners of both of these
3: competitions. Um, What what will they be? Well, for the winner of The Young Actor, um, the prize is a £500 cash prize uh, to be used towards a drama-based activity Of the winner's choice which we have to approve of course (laughs) um but that might be to help with travel for auditions for drama school or if theatres do open again to go and see shows perhaps in the west end i mean you would easily spend 500 pounds getting there and back (laughs) and going to see a show um but it's a marvelous prize um the title of course which looks good on a CV if you are applying to drama school um and just the experience and we've had a bit of feedback from previous winners and you know the the sort of recurring thing that they say is just the first of all the opportunity to perform and um that they felt was a privilege and then the winners said that the experience just made then drama school audition process so much easier. They'd had feedback already um, from adjudicators um, and... Uh, one in particular spoke about her prize when she won. She went to West End stage in London and performed at Her Majesty's Theatre. In fact, we went to watch, <laughs> uh, and it was it was marvellous, you know. And she said it's an experience that she will remember for the rest of her life and and treasure. One
4: other thing that I want to say, Sarah, is um, yes, lots of these young people might be thinking of going off to break into the professional world but that isn't the, the real goal. What it gives them by coming into these competition, it gives them the confidence. Now when they will need that confidence is their very first job and they go for an interview and the one that's got the confidence from acting theatre just gives them that edge because they then are relaxed into their own style and that is noticed by employers so it is important that they think it isn't just for theatre there are other opportunities that will come along in their lives is that Absolute, Yes, yeah. totally Yeah yeah. Yes, I can certainly vouch for that. And
0: um without without wanting to pry at all, we've had so many successful performers from the Isle of Man grow up through um these these competitions through the local drama groups, uh, amateur dramatics, musical theatre, um spread their wings and moved away to to work professionally mm-hmm. in these areas. Times as you said earlier are very tough in the UK. Have you had any contact with any any of our Manx talent in the UK who who are experiencing that.
3: Indeed. In fact, quite a few have come back, came back to the island just before lockdown. Um, so they had previously either been working in theatre or they were just graduating from drama schools. And they've come back and they've found other work. And fortunately, of course, we've we've got theatre going on here. Um, and so they've got jobs in the pantomime this Christmas. Then there are others that um, had perhaps just graduated and they're in London and they haven't got work in performance. But they've spread their wings, diversified and found some other um, occupations Uh, and just hopeful that they'll get back into performance when things get back to normal (laughs) thank you to jackie and michael and phil and ian for joining us today
0: we're finishing today's show with please don't get me anything from the less she is Gry charity ep join me for the spotlight review of the year at five o'clock on tuesday the 29th but for now enjoy this music and have a very merry christmas nolik genel
5: See, be the thought and deed. Spoil me with embraces. Shower me with decency. Bring me caring faces. That's why